in the morning puja is a occasion for um, clarifying, simplifying intention jitana jitana is the movement of citta citta heart uh, mental basis you could say the stuff basis of mind that which is being affected feels the experience of responding feels the experience of being moved uh, pressed touched lifted uh, rattled shaken feels the experience of being alarmed delighted comforted (coughs) citta feels that so we have to uh, really um, get a sense of what is meant by citta as mind because um, customarily we experience mind as the thought process and uh, citta is associated with thought it's also associated with body and it's also associated just with itself (laughs) so we have these three bases um, and in some of the chants we see that mentioned which is um, uh, body, speech and mind Um, actions of body, speech and mind Uh, intentions that manifest through body, speech and mind and uh, so kaya, vajra, jeta now uh, when we say speech this actually refers to any process of conceptualization or articulation so much of what one would assume to be mind is actually speech the inner chatter, the uh, uh, and all that—the energy of speech, the forming of concepts, the rapid articulation of ideas, the construction of uh, notions, um, good, bad, and so forth. That's that's called vajra speech, and it's uh, formulated vajita sankara. It's an activated, formulated experience. Um, like that and and of course uh, this language that we use is learned it's not a native language to anybody a native language is something like gah (laughs) and uh, kind of various crooning and moaning sounds (laughs) so you pick up this other stuff and it, it, uh, it has its own uh, karma, you could say. <laughs> uh, the things you can do with English language, uh, that you do with Pali language, they don't quite meet exactly. And they carry their own nuances, and uh, depending on how people have used them. How they've been used particular nuances that have been implanted into language that we've then taken on um, faith for example tends to mean belief 
something like belief. Uh, uh, whereas actually sadha, when sadha is a general lifting of the heart, a spontaneous lifting of the heart, with a sense of aspiration. It doesn't mean belief, which generally is the bonding of the citta to um, a particular convention. Or, or culture, or person. The Chaitanya is just the lift, uh, Sadda is the lifting of heart, the rising of heart. So that's a very direct experience that we can have momentarily or can, can actually um, exercise, notice when it arises. And there's that lifting of heart with, this is possible. And then further to that, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, this actually resonates with me. And yeah, I could do that. I could, yes, you know, it's a yes experience. It's an example. Much of language is now that which is conducted between the eyes and the thought process. We read it. So it's really visual impingement. Whereas when we cultivate chanting, you may have to read the words first of all to get them. Essentially, it's a, it's a bodily experience, it's not a visual experience, it's a bodily experience. You have to moderate your breath, uh, breathe in a sustained, careful way, slow down, operate the, the, the breathing mechanism to push air through the throat and moderate the throat. It's a bodily experience. And uh, in this way, then, uh, you know, speech or the language comes from the body rather than the eyes. So that's rather different. It's distinctly different. Because with, uh, although chanting does have, uh, you can look at the words and you can consider the meanings of them, they're relatively simple meanings the main experience of chanting is of feeling a subtle bodily quality associated with making sound resonating and lifting it's a lifting energy and when you operate through body in this respect, though it's certainly, you aren't using physical structures, but really what you're doing is moderating energy, so it's not just belting it out, it's not uh, wavering, it's a steady moderated energy that you bring through the body, use it to activate the motor cores, bring it out in line with the breathing, it's the out breath, you push breath out, and you make the sound. So that moderates the body energy. 
holds it, steadies it, and that has a direct effect on the jitta. That's why in some traditions there's a lot of chanting, or even you know, bhajans or chanting is the main thing. Uh, and it's you can say the same word over and over again, or the same phrase over and over again. Uh, mantras, um, prayers, the same thing over and over again. So it's not just the words, the words, the meaning of the words, the thought of the word is something, but essentially it's the energy uh, of producing those words that, that that's what we're looking for. That's what we are tuning into, bringing it up, bringing it forth, opening, bringing forth. And voice, of course, is, a, is one of our most intimate and characteristic features. We all recognize uh, every voice is different. So it's something also quite, um, you could say, personal or specific. People get, can quite get quite embarrassed about how well badly they sing or chant because it's taken so personally. So we chant in a group, everyone is giving a little bit of themselves into the group uh, and offering. So it's both a, a personal offering, the revealing of one's voice, the, the, the using the body in this way. So there's all these kind of qualities that go along with it. Mm. And it's slightly distinct from the, just the literal meaning of the words that you might get from reading it on the page. The experience is different from reading it on the page. Because the intention is different. The intention here is not to um, Use a lot of thinking. Intention is to use the body and to offer one's voice with a certain nuance or meaning of praising, rising, uh, respecting something um, we value highly: awakening, truth, integrity. So you could get the meaning of the chanting just to, down to that, really honouring, awakening, or whatever that is for you, whatever you put into that word, honouring truth, whatever that is, and those, those things are described in the chant, and honouring direct practice with integrity, so it just means that. As a, as a, as a thought, you could break, you could get it down to that. If you don't want a lot of thought, you just want a simple one. Because the main theme here is not 
just the thought itself, but the energy, sustained energy behind those that you put into those. And that's what the chanting does. It means you deliberately put embodied energy into bring it forth. So it's both associated with a particular set of thoughts or concepts, but also slightly distinct. The concepts are different if you read them than than as an experience. Or if you analyze them. Buddha Buddha lived such such a time, walked around the Ganges Valley, don't really know much about him, Um, some of it seems dubious to me, could be historical, could be leisurely, could be mythical, uh, some, you know, you could do that. But that isn't what it's about. It's about the icon, the image, and what that can mean to us. The clear one, the one impeccable in conduct and understanding. What does that mean? How does that feel? You take it in and feel the meaning, the accomplished one. Or even just the visual images of the Buddha, the, the, the steady, the happy, the, the gentle, the strong, the stable. What does that mean? Not just an idea, but as a felt resonance. If it resonates with you, because something in your citta knows that, otherwise it wouldn't mean anything. It touches you. You have a sense of that could be possible, or has been done. Human beings know what truth, honesty, integrity, purity, what they mean beyond the words and uh, so it's this you could say redressing the verbal experience with straightforward intention, heart energy Mm. use your body both in chanting in holding position, in using, putting your hands in Anjali, in bowing. It's so, you know, that means it's just much more than just the thought, thinking a few ideas. You're really living it out in a ritual way. That's a particular piece, almost like a drama, that you undertake like a particular um, act prescribed ceremonial act and naturally most of that ritual these days is uh, through um, sport it's a ritual action it doesn't mean anything really some group of young men kicking a ball around is somewhat but when they all wear the same colour 
dress and we call them the you know whatever they're called they are they mean something to me they mean the heroes you know we've been kicking the ball around getting paid for it but <laughs> you know uh, what's it what's it doesn't mean anything and yet as a ritual they I am they're my tribe you know and they are the best or they could be the best they represent courage vigor clarity strength you know it's a, it's a ritual the other ritual that um, ritual actions around entertainers you know what uh, a, a rock star represents, you know, the free, the brave, the courageous, the sexually, whatever, you know. And these people are just human beings, but they 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 become on stage. When we have a stage, the person on stage becomes carries a huge charismatic charge, and we tend the ritual of that and feel empowered and charged with that experience um, so it's, it's definitely there in life but it's more or less left the spiritual arena <laughs> uh, we tend to particularly in Buddhist practice you tend to oh, this is about getting away from the ritual into the clear understanding and you know, process um, you know. so a very uh, interesting Experience when I was teaching in France a little while ago. And so in France you have, of course, multicultural, so you have a lot of Muslims in France. And then you also have uh, Vipassana tradition and Tibetan traditions and Zen traditions. And based very large of Theravadans tend to be what they call the Vipassana tradition, have come in mostly from a uh, get away from religion, you know. Catholicism, all that bunk, um, yeah, foolish beliefs, um, mere blind superstition, and want something that's actually empirical, practical, pragmatic for the modern person, secular person. And you know, it sounds like one can understand that and see there are certain strengths in that. There's definitely certain strengths in that. But on the retreat, some people were of that dispensation, of that nature, or inclined that way. But also, there was a, uh, some Catholics and a Muslim. And significantly enough, the, I'd noticed that the, some of the Buddhists found chanting really difficult. They felt very strange. Like you could see them, what is all this about? Muslim, no problem. He was bowing to the Buddha, chanting his heart out to the Buddha. <laughs> the Catholics, no problem. <laughs> you know, it's, it used to be called Jesus and Buddha. Okay, we chant the Buddha. You know. <laughs> the Buddhists were going, what's all the meaning of this? <laughs> and the Muslim said he prayed every day. He prayed five day, times a day to, to Allah, I guess. But him he didn't have any problem with this because it's just the salutation of whatever you know the sacred is and it means you sing to it and you bow to it and you make offerings to it whatever you want to call it so he was quite comfortable with that that mode of, of expression even though the meanings were 
completely alien, you won't say alien to his normal uh, verbal expression. <coughs> so, but then uh, some of the Buddhists were saying, well, what was the point of telling him all these words in a foreign language you don't understand, somebody wasn't even there? You know, praising the Buddha, well, yeah, I can't see any Buddha. You know, because you take it to the purely uh, uh, sensory level, like what you conceive with your eyes or or conceive with the thinking mind. You say, no, no, no it's, it's a play. It's a drama. It's a ritual. It's a different kind of reality where it's, it's as if there is Buddha. <laughs> yeah. Or just imagine what it would be, like when you dress up for a pantomime or something. You're there, and so not to trivialise it, but you know people do this, and and, they, and in that way they, you know, when you really get into an act, you become what that act is about, and you get empowered by it, hmm. by what that means. So in a way, we are taking on some of these attributes. Uh, Ritually mm. rising, lifting to purity as a felt experience. What does purity mean to you? What does integrity mean to you? How do you feel it? Not just as an idea. Because this is the territory of chitta. <coughs> chitta is affected by words, it doesn't actually produce words. It uh, it produces perceptions, impressions, senses, um, senses, delight, uh, warmth, uh, uh, threat, uh, irritation, uh, forgiveness, uh, love, uh, fear. Uh, it produces these moods and it produces the perceptions that trigger those moods or affected by perceptions that trigger those moods. So we use things like darkness or light, or candle, small light, or sound, steady sound, the impression of steady, sustained human voices as an impression. Hmm. Could be, this reminds me of Sunday school singing in the choir, oh no. Yeah, I can... I never did that, so I don't have that problem. <laughs> but if we come to, this is the sound of the human being, then you know what it's like to be a human being. Right? Everybody's like that. <laughs> Different mixes of the same, you know, mottled picture. And then that in us which desires, urges towards the good. And you resonate with that. It's very helpful to establish the quality of, to get a sense of chitana, intention, volition, as a felt impulse rather than a thought. Because the English word again doesn't quite do it. Intention in English means a, a considered plan, perhaps. My intention is to 
we don't, I thought it out, figured it out, got it planned out. That isn't what Chaitanya is about. Chaitanya is the basic movement of jitta, the impulse, the energy. Uh, when you believe in something, or you desire something, or you hate something, or you love something, something moves and surges, and rushes, and drives, or sustains. That's that's chitana, that's the movement of chitta. So we kind of just unhook it from literal red language, you know, um, written language, and go back into heart expression. And if the heart expression could be just as simple as, may I be well. You know, it, it doesn't, it, thought doesn't have to be that detailed. And you want to just hit that note again and again and again and again till you get it, till you feel it. And when you feel it, you feel it in your body. You feel it as a certain rising energy. May I be what? Well, may I be free? It could be just that. It could be may I praise that which is beautiful. May I offer something for the wealth of others. Yeah. Of course, the you know, words. I'm using words because that's what I have to do in that. And these words often are fairly simple and almost cliche. We all heard that. People rattle this stuff out, and this is the problem. So much language is not connected to any true intention whatsoever. It's just patter and cliches and cosmetics and political tweaking. It not, means nothing whatsoever. It's not connected to anything really valid. When you put it on a page, it doesn't have to be connected to anything. Paper doesn't have any intention at all. It's just paper. You put it on a screen. The screen doesn't have any intention. It's just a screen. It's got no moral quality to it at all. It doesn't feel anything. When you put it in a body, it feels. It cannot help but be felt. Because it's in a body, therefore it's felt. So you even take a simple word like Buddha, awake, awakening, wise, pure, compassionate, whatever. You take even down to one word, (coughs) and what does that feel? Till you get something with the resonance. Phrases bestows blessings on me. I don't see anybody doing that. <laughs> uh, what would it feel like? Just play with it. What would it feel like? Being given a blessing, being seen, acknowledged in a benevolent way. Seen, truly seen, deeply seen, all of it, 
all of what you are deeply seen, acknowledged, blessed, rather than analysed, criticised, compared, measured, blessed. What would that feel like? This is what one can do with uh, using uh, word embodied it. Embody the word. Embody the phrase. (coughs) Repeat the phrase, the notion, the image, the picture, the memory. (coughs) Embody it. This is where it touches the jitta directly. Chitta is not a physical thing, but it's not a verbal thing, but it is affected by these. And when the verbal medium is so um, confused and meaningless, it's all message and no meaning, then we have to be very careful with the verbiage and particularly our own implanted verbiage with all its nuances and its attitudes and its programming mm-hmm. often extremely unenlightened and, yeah, and take you know, the simple meaning awakening integrity now here bring it into your body breathe it what do you feel like And here again, the chanting is uh, um, beneficial because it uh, it's to push through the abdomen and to chant. You have to open your chest, drop your shoulders, open your throat, open your chest. So there already is another powerful signal when the chest opens. It's literally that's heart. So this is not a forced, massive pressure, it's a gentle opening of the chest, opening of the throat. And these two areas in particular are the areas that are often quite closed through tension, fear, and very susceptible to any signal of that nature. When you get the threat experience, your chest closes, your throat closes. When you get the suppression experience, you shouldn't be that way. Your throat closes, your emotions are held back. If you get a lot of those messages, you shouldn't be. Then 
those areas of your body become extremely uh, traumatized, affected, so they remain quite closed. Chanting is a chance to just open them. So as you chant, you can feel the chest opens, the heart opens, throat opens. There's an emotion there. And now the emotion that we are resonating with is praise, the Tathagata, the liberated one. Praise the purity, praise the truth, the reality. Praise the human dignity and integrity and aspiration and commitment and skillfulness. Let the heart open to those. And you begin to see and know the beauty of sustained intention. Intention. 